This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Three, KXNO. The PSAs you hear on Miller & Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller & Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon here on a Tuesday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller with you. Uh, right up until noon, we're going to talk sports with you. Thank you for spending uh, some of your morning here with us. BMW of Des Moines guest list. Yesterday, we decided, you know what, it's time to start really getting into the football and reacquainting ourselves with college football and the Big Ten and the Big 12 and the haves and the have-nots, the changes, although there may still may be some to come. You never know with the, the new era of college football. But to this morning or the second hour, we will do that. In the first hour, we're going to talk to our friend Vinny Iyer from the uh, Sporting News, covers the NFL. Do the NFL. Go round the NFL. Uh, with our, our buddy uh, Vinny Iyer, Northwestern grad, three-time Jeopardy champion. He'll join us at the bottom of our number one. Our number two, Mitch Sherman writes for The Athletic, where he, uh, in addition to covers Nebraska, wears a lot of hats. His state of the program on Nebraska came out, oh, it's been probably a couple of months ago now, but over the weekend, uh, he was tasked with doing the state of the program for the Gophers. I uh, took a long look at Phil Flex team. So we're going to start picking these uh, writers' brains um, on what uh, some of the things we may have forgotten and you, the audience, may have forgotten if those type of things entertain you, and we certainly hope that they do. Uh, and then uh, from the Big Ten, we'll go to the Big 12, and we'll get our guy back in here, Matt Postens uh, from Heartland College Sports, starting to uh, do a little homework uh, in, in the Big 12. I like a team, Trent. Good morning, as uh, as Hello. always. To you. I like a team that I think will outfinish their long odds. But I mean, I like West Virginia is where I'm going. Oh. But they're the second longest shot in the Big Twelve circuit. Came out with their conference odds uh, over the weekend. I think West Virginia is one of those teams to pay attention to. So we'll pick Poston's brain on that. We've got some live golf news to. Uh, discuss and we thought that you know buckle up after the u.s open is over we anticipated there was going to be some more movement and maybe some big names and a big name left this morning we uh, will do that uh some baseball was good yesterday start with the hockey real quick get it out of the way um tampa needed to win they did they got a um it's not a break it's it's a rule. You can't be offside. But now that you can challenge those type of plays, uh, and um, Tampa came down, gave up a goal. And they were buzzing around uh, early in the game. Colorado scored first, up one nothing. About to drop the puck, little not little longer than normal before the challenge came from John Cooper, uh, the head coach of, of Tampa Bay. But they challenged it, and it was really tough to see. But I think the puck exits. Um, the offensive zone crossed the blue line maybe by a half an inch, which is offside. The goal's taken off. 
Colorado subsequently scores to go up one nothing again. Could have been 2 nothing. Would that have been the series? We don't know. Tampa gets a greasy goal from Nick Paul, who's trying to make a move. The puck goes off his stick. Darcy <laughs> Camper, we told you yesterday, stinks, and he's awful. Um, he lets it go between his legs, and 1-1, and floodgates open, and the champs are back in it. Are they really? They we, were last night. They got to win four out of five. Mm-hmm. They won one. Mm-hmm. Now they got to still win three out of the next they four. They had to win four out of five against the Rangers. I get it. It's the Lanch. Mm-hmm. Um, but it feels like... It feels like we've got a series. Could our minds be changed after the first 20 minutes tomorrow night? Of course. Uh, but uh, Tampa Bay last night looked as though uh, that they are going to make a series out of it. We shall see. I know you're rooting for hockey on Sunday night. I am. And only Sunday night because that would allow you to cash your uh, Avs and six ticket, uh, which is what you say, plus 440 yesterday. Yep. Uh, but it certainly feels like this was a different Tampa Bay team. And again, the disallowed goal was a huge impact on the hockey game. Instead of being two-zip, you don't know what's going to happen then. All of a sudden, uh, the Lightning got a little boost, a little bump in their step, and off they went. So you mentioned to us yesterday, Darcy Kemper, we were just kind of figuring out how bad he is. Mm -hmm. Struggled again last night. Mm -hmm. Got pulled. How, How tight is that leash? I mean, if it, yeah. It, say Trent, they get down two nothing tomorrow night. So you're assuming he starts tomorrow night? He, well, and I don't know the answer. That's a question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it right is. Okay. I think it is. Yes, that's kind of where I wanted to go. I just Frank Kuz, who came in, who's mm-hmm. their backup. He wasn't great by any means. I mean, he, he's, if he was great, he'd be starting. If he was great, he would be starting. Yes. So um, it's who's the lesser of two evils? Yeah. And Vasilevsky looked like the best goalie in the world last night for the first time in this series. I mean, he was making some incredible saves, keep his keeping his team in it early. Um, but this this is this is the Achilles heel for the, for the Lanch. It's their goaltending. They've got everything else. They do not have uh, a top flight goalie, and it showed last night. Darcy Kemper was bad until he was pulled, and Frank Kuz comes in and. Yeah, he was no better. So that's that's a uh, something to watch. Trent is Wednesday, and I don't think Bednar will uh, play his cards until he absolutely has to. Normally, the first goalie on off the ice at practice. Well, it's skate around, and it's this late in the season. I don't even know uh, if you have a morning skate the day of a game. So we might not know until you know just before puck drop who's going to get the start. Do you like the way it's set up here, day off, right back at it? Yeah, I do. They're not extending this thing out. It's not going to be what we've seen. And hockey's also done this past. The NBA gets a bad rap. Hockey's done the same kind of things where you get multiple days in between and that kind of thing. It's just back to back to back for all intents uh-huh. and purposes. Get that day off in between. We're in June the 22nd. Right? Or 21st. 21st. 21st today, right. That's yeah. it's crazy. Probably the right thing, right? I mean, Bobby Orr flying through the I Remember him flying through the air in St. Louis? There's a statue out front. From, uh-huh. You know what date that was? May the 10th. May 10th. That was it. And, and that seemed like a long time. Well, and I remember when the NBA Finals started to go to Memorial Day and right? people freaking out about yes. that. Memorial Day. I'm you sign up for that a lot of times. You want to get that thing open and, and just thinking back to the Boston Garden and be yeah. 110 degrees in there right. as they're trying to play with Crappy obviously ice. no air conditioning. Yeah, it, it just bas- comes, yeah. basketball, yeah. The, the sweat on the floor, the mm-hmm. perspiration that you'd hear about, and just on and on and on. What a, what a different world that it is. But watching the College World Series a little bit last or yesterday afternoon, just such a great environment over there. And I've seen so many it had pictures. To be blazing hot. Oh yeah, absolutely. But seeing so many pictures of people. Grab the kids, hop in the car, go over there. Really? You know, just to 
to get that experience yeah. and something that I said, I haven't been to the College World Series in... I've never been. Never been? Never been. Really? Yeah. You have any inkling you no. never want to do it? No, nah, maybe... No, I don't. I don't They're, think... Nice 75 degree day, well, looks good. Two o'clock first pitch, get over there, let the regulars get in there, mill in, get by the second inning. Never, yeah, no, no. I, there's, it's, it's never moved my needle. Never, really? moved, I'd rather sit at home and watch a major league baseball game yeah. at night. Uh, I, so I know Sean Roberts was over there mm-hmm. on uh, the soon to be mint. I mean, I fingers crossed. Right. I, we don't know. We don't know. Um, but yeah, I saw he was over there on. Well, one of the days this weekend. It's the look. I, I hear all the stories. Apparently, it's a great environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of folks love going over there, um, and and it's in the right city because they embrace it. You know, have you seen the? Well, you probably haven't seen the commercials. <laughs> have you seen the commercial for the Nebraska tourism? No, it's kind of well, like I, the kid that doesn't have any friends. I don't know what what it is. Is it the one that says it's different here? Yes. Yeah, you're because you're a bunch of weirdos. Right, and and they, I mean. It, they find a kid that looks as though he doesn't have a lot of friends, and we're kind of that state, and that's your ad campaign? Come out and give us a try? That's what you... I mean, I guess, what else have they got to... Uh, that's what they're selling. ...to showcase, right? We're kind of different. All right. We'll Come hang out that. with us weirdos. Right. Anyways, uh, enough about Nebraska. But yeah, um, so the puck last night, I think we do have a series. Let's get to live golf. So I want to play a piece of sound that was... All the way back to a week ago today, mm-hmm. this was Brooks Kepka, And do you remember, you may recall, folks, if you read the stories, you may have seen some of the stuff that Kepka got pissed off uh, because he was tired of the live golf questions. Yeah. I want you, there, there's three questions, two from male voices and then a woman's question at the end of it. And I think she asked the good question. Um, and you'll hear it coming up because it's kind of a non-answer well, he doesn't answer the question, uh, her question. And now that we know the result, that yes, he is giving up his PGA Tour privileges and joining Live Golf, and that came out this morning. Listen for the woman's question, and um, you just wonder, going back a week ago, I mean, it had to be in the works for some time. Here's Brooks Kepka at his press conference, U.S. Senior Open. This is about a minute and a half. Brooks, is there a figure at which you would swap tours? Does that exist? Is it as simple as that? I haven't given it that much. I mean, I haven't given it that much thought. Really? I, re- I mean, I was. I don't understand. I'm trying to focus on the U.S. Open, man. Like, I legitimately don't get it. I'm tired of the conversations. I'm tired of all this stuff. Y'all, like I said, y'all are throwing a black cloud on the U.S. Open. I think that sucks. I actually do feel bad for him for once, because right. it's. I mean, it's a situation. Like, but, we're here to play, and you're talking about some event that happened last week. Well, there's events going to be going on now for the next foreseeable future. I know, but you can't drive a car looking in the rearview mirror, can you? Wouldn't have thought so. In, in secondly, obviously Chase played last week, first live event. What do you make of the, the current landscape? It seems the two tours are kind of fracturing the game at the top level. Yeah, I mean, obviously they're both. I mean, Liv's trying to make a big push for golf. And um, look, I mean, I love my brother. I support him in anything he does, his family. That's um, I'll always love and support him so whatever he does it's um you know I'm, I'm cheering for him we're gonna go to stephanie here on your left why have you decided to stay on the pga tour and is that a permanent decision i mean there's been no other option to this point so uh where else are you gonna go live i mean uh, as of last week that's it i wasn't playing last week so i'm here i'm here at the u.s open i'm ready to play u.s open so and i think 
I think it kind of sucks too. Y'all are throwing this black cloud over the um, the U.S. Open, and I mean it's one of my favorite events, and I don't know why you guys keep doing that. But um, you know, the more legs you give it, the more the more you keep talking about it. And off he goes to the live tour. Everybody knew this was happening. It had been rumored. His brother's there. <laughs> his brother's there, yeah. <laughs> he is a guy that is long maintained. All he cares about is the majors. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care about going to Silvis, Illinois mm-hmm. and playing in a tournament. He doesn't give a crap about Jack's tournament or Arnie's tournament. That's not what it's about for him. It has always been about the majors, and that's all well and good. But, again, <laughs> talking out of both sides of your mouth here and putting a black cloud over You know what a black cloud is? Taking this money. That's yeah. a black cloud. Yeah. And and the change in structure. We've talked about this so much now over the last, what, three, four weeks. It has become such a big conversation piece. I just want somebody to be truthful. <laughs> just be truthful. Is that asking too much? I, I couldn't say no to the money. Right. The money was too right. good. Just say that. Yeah. Be truthful. And if anybody would be truthful, it's usually a guy like Brooks Kepka yep. who doesn't talk in cliches and, and doesn't talk with the BS. And after he comes out and admits that it's about the money, admit that, you know, part of it, is because I get to go up against Bryson DeChambeau again. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> and that run, look, and that's good for this this this, this uh, tour, if you want to call it that. This uh, the live golf is what it's good for live golf that they've got uh, Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau, and we know that the air quote rivalry that apparently the fences were mended late last year when they played an event together. But um, we'll see. Now, Colin Morikawa was rumored to be leaving mm-hmm. his Twitter account put out a statement within the last half hour or so uh, saying, you're, you're wrong. I've been telling you since February. I'm not going anywhere. And that's good. So, I mean, for him to walk that one back would be a bad look. Yes. So it's so interesting, too, looking at this, because these are a lot of the unlikable characters mm-hmm. of golf. Yeah. Brooks Patrick Kepka, Reed. Patrick Reed, absolutely. Yeah. Despised right. by many, many different right. people, including his family. Yeah. You have that angle to it. You have Brooks Kepka, mm-hmm. not exactly a warm, cuddly figure. DeChambeau, yeah. who we've talked about right. a ton. Even Mickelson's, Dust- Mickelson's um, image right now couldn't yes. be any lower. Dustin Johnson, a guy that... Couldn't spell cat if you spotted him, the C and the A. Aloof, a dullard, not a guy... I'm a big DJ fan. Why are you a big DJ fan? Is it his personality? Because it's usually about personality, and yeah. it's guys that are easy to root for. Right. That has not been what this is. It, it's creating, again, outside of Mickelson, this faction of... The bad guys are over here. Mm-hmm. The good guys are over here. Is that something the PGA Tour should embrace? Well, they got to do something. Yeah, I mean, I, so I don't know you, if that works. I don't know mm-hmm. how to do that. I mean, you got to get the marketing arm to. You really know what they work should do? That. They should hire a politician. I don't care what party, mm-hmm. because there, I've never seen any group of people take bad news and spin it to make it their. Um, their spin mm-hmm. and, and just move on for from either side. Uh, get uh, get one of those folks that's um, you know that does that for a living. Well, you know, I, that's a good point, Trent. Is, is the good guys versus the bad guys? Can you make something of that? Try to put lipstick on this pig and mm-hmm. make it a positive. Um, maybe there's been worse ideas. I, yeah. I mean, I've had a lot of bad. Well, I haven't ones. heard one. So <laughs> this is the leader in the clubhouse. Right. Well, speaking of uh, hiring, kind of a, a talking arm. You know who the uh, the person that's ahead of like the press corps for the live tour is Ari Fleischer leaving oh, really now leaving politics out of this. We, and we will for this conversation he because he was a uh, press secretary. Was he, he was, not? and he was also the arm. For who? Who? <laughs> you're barking up, I don't know. You're, you're barking up know. the wrong tree. I, I on no that idea. One, yeah. He but was I'm also sure he was. though, was the, the talking head of 
the college football playoff. I mean, he's taken some difficult jobs. Now, I don't remember that. Yeah, he was part of... Ari Fleischer. Ari Fleischer, yep. He, that was his gig before really? he was taken on this one. So this one had to be group. relatively recent. Yeah, yeah. He's done that. Now he's at the Live Tour. He has been kind of all over the place and not taking the easiest of jobs. Wow. He is now with the Live Tour as uh, Fleischer Communications is the name of his group. So maybe I'm onto something. Yeah. <laughs> right? As to who you want to hire. I didn't know that. PGA Tour, you got to figure it out. You got to get that figured out uh-huh. and get that done in a big time way. I, I don't know where it is. I don't know that space of who you hire. You got to do something. Mm-hmm. As the bad guys are going one way, make the PGA Tour. And and really, now you have to embrace what you have. We saw Jack's tournament a couple weeks ago. Those are the things that you need mm-hmm. to make a big, big deal. But you said when it came in this morning, that's not the only news today in the golf world. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it, what what was your first thought when you saw Feldo is hanging it up with CBS? George, George W. Bush. Thank George you. W. Bush. Yeah, okay. Thank you. When. Feldo hangs it up today. Yeah. What was your first thought? Uh, that he was going to he was going to be a commentator on Live Golf. Uh-huh. Exact yeah. same thought. Do we know? Yeah. Is there have, have you seen any rumblings no, about it? No, I have. Okay. Uh, I read his release. That, uh, that was Heather by the way. Thank you for sending that. GW Bush. Okay. So that would have been what? When was well, uh, 2000 was mm-hmm. right? Um and he had two oh, two to oh, eight. Oh, eight? right. Um or, yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. 2008. <laughs> we are so... F- <laughs> this is why it doesn't come strength. up in our Not show, our right? No, play to our strength, if we can call it that. Um, what was your question? I'm sorry. Is Faldo leaving? Right, so... For the for the live. No, no, he is not. He is... Uh, he, he and his wife have bought a ranch in Montana. Okay. And they are going to... Soon it will be populated with animals. He's also getting into the distillery business. Okay. I Making think, some whiskey? Yeah, I think it is either whiskey or a bourbon uh-huh. that he's putting his name on. So, um, yeah, he's staying here. But yeah, that, to your point, though, what was the first thing mm-hmm. to pop? Yeah, exactly. There he goes. Right. There he's he goes. not saying no to the money either. Right. And he's going to go over, and now he's going to be, for all intents and purposes, he'd be the face of the... The television broadcast. That's what I would have thought. That's what I would have thought was going to be the answer. Yeah, that was the first thing that popped in my mind. Then I read the release uh, from um, Faldo Media, I think it was, uh, that uh, he's moving to Montana. They have um, bought a ranch, and they're going to – that's where they're going to spend the rest of their days. What would be the biggest blow? Uh, Take Tiger Woods out of this. And they came after him hard. Yes. What would be the one that all of a sudden – they're taking these body blows, right? And it's kind of one a after player. Another. You mean what? What's the knockout? What's the one that? This is pretty good. This is this is their biggest. Is this their biggest? I mean, Mickelson's at the end. Yes, right. Um, and we see as right. And when the book comes out this fall, apparently it's going to be. It's going to not. It's not going to be good for Phil Mickelson because they go. They find the skeletons and they drag them out of the closet. Okay. And there's a lot of them. Uh huh. Um, and no one wanted to believe it twenty years ago. Right. Um. But they're apparently they're all coming out in the in this book. Who's is is Rory? It can't be Rory because not an American. It has to be an American player, mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion. Which Spieth, Thomas Spieth, maybe Spieth is seems to be as beloved. Yeah, love the caddy. Yep, uh, former school teacher, um, Northwest Iowa guy. Yeah, one of us. Yeah. Who would be the biggest? Name? You know, I think of a guy like Xander Shoffley. No, that's not going to do no, anything no. because we don't even think he's American. Right? <laughs> he's got a he's got a, a name that doesn't even think well. That you guy. know what his full name is? No, Alexander. 
Is that what it is? It's just, okay, so that makes They sense. just shortened it to Xamarin. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Max Homa, eh. Billy Horschel, no. Tony Finau. No, they can leave. Right. Even like Patrick Cantley. It's really good. Yeah, but he's, he doesn't move the needle. Scotty Scheffler just won the Masters. Now, but he yeah. doesn't have the personality no, to he go doesn't. You said it is Rory. Rory right now is the face of golf, and mm-hmm. everything that he said against the... I mean, if that would happen, mm-hmm. this thing completely flips. John Rahm, he's a Spaniard. Yeah, is that, speed that's might just be, it. Speed, speed might, might be the answer. But even that is just another body mm-hmm, blow. It, mm-hmm. There's not a knockout guy. No. I guess Rory would be the knockout I guy. I think it would be on a um, a world scale. Mm-hmm. That would be it. But there's not an... I don't... Unless we're completely missing somebody, there's not a young American player that's in his prime that... No. No, not at all. There's there's nobody that jumps to mind that would be that. I love the Will Zalatoris story. Yeah. This is a guy that I will spend the next 15 years rooting for. And betting on. And probably so, but I've missed my <laughs> right. Uh, but Twice I'll never now. get the 30 to 1s. But that betting angle, is I like the kid. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like the way he plays. Did you see what he did um, on the 18? He just missed a huge putt, right? His dreams were just shattered. He goes over to Fitzpatrick's parents and said, if I couldn't win it, and I'm paraphrasing, I'm very happy that it was your son. That's awesome. Right? Yeah. I mean, that. And this is a young guy that's coming up with this. This I, is a young guy. This is not coaching to say these things. This is, this is, that was from the heart. Two days later, I still don't know how that putt did drop. <laughs> Me neither. And it, there was that brief moment, I didn't even say this yesterday, there was that brief moment that looked like it almost disappeared. It, right as it was yeah. running there with the camera. It wanted it, to just, drop. It wanted to drop. I Baffling. Mm-hmm. Absolutely baffling. Mm-hmm. It was a great putt. He had a couple of those that didn't go. What a golf tournament that was. Yeah, it was great. Hey, we talked yesterday. Did you ever see the TV ratings? I look forward no, to getting this morning. No, I haven't either. So I don't know if Austin Karp, who does the Sports Business Journal, he usually comes out with them. He hadn't had anything. He'd only had a couple of tweets. Yeah. I wonder if he's on vacation or something. He usually is one of the first. Sports TV ratings is mm-hmm. another one. They haven't anything. I haven't seen a peep. NBC? I mean, if it was good, the release would be out Well, at this that's point. what makes you wonder, right? Yeah, right. That's what makes you wonder. NBC. i, I got to see if I can find NBC Sports PR and, and see if there's something there. Because at least on Twitter, I have looked, looked multiple times now and still nothing. Mm-hmm. That's surprising. Because if it was good, we would know at this point. I well, think. Uh, that, that's a fair point, uh, Trent, that you bring up. Just real quick on this while you're looking for that. Wait, off, off, just terrible news on Caleb Swanigan. Who played at Purdue and played at Purdue recently. When was he there? 17 was his last year? 16, 17, 18? Right in that range, yeah. I mean, how can you not root for a story, right? Homeless, gets adopted, uh, loses all that weight, works his tail off to become the player that he is at Purdue. He's 25 years old. He died of natural causes. And this just isn't a release from, you know, PR thing. Um, this is from a corner. This is from the county corner, uh, where wherever he passed away. Just terrible news. That is fun to watch. What Biggie, right? Yeah, Biggie, Biggie Swanigan, Biggie Absolutely. Swanigan. Absolutely. And when you first see that story again, the first thing that comes five years old. Yep. You're not thinking natural no, causes. No, even not. as big as he was, right. you were not thinking that that was the case. And he had bloomed up to what north of 400 oh, pounds. Oh, he was a big dude. Yeah.
Big, big dude. He was always big, yep. light on his feet for a big guy. But mm-hmm. yeah, to see that, and had to work years. his tail to get, to maintain mm-hmm. that, you know, that playing weight, if you will. But man, he was fun to watch in in the Big Ten. Whether I don't care what school you would root for, just you yeah. had to respect his game. And he certainly had a lot of it, but uh, gone way too soon. Nothing on NBC Sports no, I can't PR. Find anything either? Uh, went to sportsmediawatch.com. Mm-hmm. Nothing there. Little... Something's fishy. Yeah, something's fishy. Hmm. We shall see. All right, we're like we said, we're going to do a lot of uh, football conversation here today as we reacquaint ourselves with that. As we inch our way to that, we've got some news, folks, um, that that could be very profitable to you. The uh, Home run, the $1,000 home run, the keyword promotion, it's back. It's time for another $1,000 home run. Go to KXNO.com. This is one of those ones, again, where you go to the website, the pop-up box will appear. Once you get there, enter the keyword credit, credit at KXNO.com. That's your chance to win $1,000. This promotion happens from 10 until 5, so the morning rush. Oh, yeah. Doesn't they don't... Well, they've got a huge audience. Why don't? Well, it's a nationwide deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah. we don't have the pull on that one. No, we don't. Uh, Des Moines Market. They didn't consult with us. But <laughs> credit is the keyword for the ten o'clock hour. Another one coming up at eleven. Credit at kxno.com. Vinny Iyer, Trent, and I will talk about the NFL next in hour number two. Go around the Big Ten with Mitch Sherman. Uh, he's got a couple of state of the programs up there. Anxious to talk about those. And uh, then at the bottom of the hour, uh, about eleven thirty, our friend Matt Poston's. From Heartland College Sports. Miller and Condon underway on a Tuesday. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. And iHeartMedia. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNL and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Just past 1030 on a Tuesday. Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. We take you up until Noon in the 11 o'clock hour, we will get into the Big Ten, likewise with the Big 12, Mitch Sherman from The Athletic, uh, as well as Matt Postens from Heartland College Sports on the Big 12. Right now, Vinny Iyer, Northwestern grad, three-time Jeopardy champion, and a, well, he writes for the Sporting News, where he covers the NFL, and his world's about to get a whole lot busier. Uh, kind of the calm before the storm, Vinny Iyer. How are you? Good to speak with you. Yeah, trying to get recharged here for the season, for sure. I mean, I think the biggest storylines are falling. They involve two Browns quarterbacks. Yep. So we're even seeing what happens with Baker Mayfield and Sean Watson. But otherwise, some quiet things, some uh, noise of uh, some people chirping back and forth, a few disciplinary things hands out to uh, various people in the NFL. But otherwise, I mean, we're just waiting to see all these teams come together in full here for training camp. Uh, Vinny, I I was uh, struck by the Deshaun Watson, the the uh, uh, the detective uh, who investigated for the Houston Police Department, um, in, investigated the criminal complaints against him. Uh, made no bones about it that she thought that there was absolutely uh, uh, grounds for uh, pressing a case or moving a case forward. Criminal indecent assault, sexual assault, prostitu- uh, prostitution uh, is what she said, but yet. The grand jury that was what was uh, what was formed, he she was never called to testify uh, before. I guess there were two grand juries looking into Deshaun Watson. She has unequivocally said there were uh, laws broken and there were uh, there were grounds for criminal charges. I wonder why she wasn't asked to appear before the grand jury, Vinny. That strikes me as very odd. 
Yeah, there's some things going on that uh, are beyond the realm of what we can kind of figure out legally and just in terms of who's trying to protect whom at this stage of all this. And it, it's really sad. I mean, the bottom line is we just want the truth. And there's a lot of these things that happen that were inappropriate we need to know and that there needs to be some justice involved. Now, the NFL is in a tough spot here trying to figure out what is the right feeling of their suspension. We know, we talked about this on the show before, that sometimes it's just taking the temperature of the room what could be the court of public opinion? What are they going to react to that says it's appropriate? Does Deshaun Watson missing a year, all the paid and under his own volition last year, does that give him something there that he's already missed time in their sense, even though he got paid? Does it result in a half season or is full season the right way to go here? So there are a lot of things that the NFL has to weigh because. There are a lot of parties involved. You know, the Browns have made a big investment, and they got to figure out what's going on here pretty soon. So I think they'll get a decision. I think the timetable was sometime in late June. I think it's going to come down at any point, but I also think the NFL doesn't want to rush it, and that kind of has to gauge where it's at with this organization. I think it would be a little bit easier, honestly, if the Browns move on from Baker Mayfield, and I think that there's a clear message here that, it's done with Mayfield. That's not going to be a chapter. Let them figure out what's going on with Watson today forward. There's been a lot of speculation about a potential swap, Cleveland and San Francisco. Jimmy Garoppolo makes his way to Cleveland, maybe for the full year as a starter, and then he send Baker Mayfield to San Francisco either to be a stopgap before Trey Lewis is there or to compete for the job. What are some problems that you see with the trade or do you think it makes sense? Do you think both sides, hey, let's send this thing in, let's get it done as soon as possible? Because I know Cleveland, they don't want Baker anywhere close to the team right now. It sounds very toxic. Yeah, I think the problem all along with the Browns is everyone knows they want to move Baker Mayfield and everyone knows that they've invested money where they need to take a chunk of that for a team to take them onto the roster at this stage of the off season. So the Browns are going to have to give in and just eat this contract. I think they've done their best to uh, kind of say, okay, you're going to pay this amount, but they're just going to have to eat most of it here and move them to a team where it can happen. And I think Baker Mayfield, you're right. He has to kind of think about 2023 right now. And that's, that's the way you have to go because a lot of these teams are set you want to have a contingency plan for some teams. Like, I honestly don't want to be in a competition with Sam Darnold, for example. That doesn't sound that old, all that appealing for a team that has a lot of question marks going forward. Where do I want to find myself in, in a good organization for these offense, whether it's San Francisco or Tampa? Give my shot there. So, a lot of things in play here. But again, at this point, you're this late in the offseason. You got to think about. Next year, Baker, I mean, he has some control of that, but the Browns should also be targeting those type of teams and also be willing to get, look, we need to move this guy for different reasons beyond money. We can handle this money hit. Everyone's not buying it that we shouldn't to be more responsible for this money. So let's just move it, move on. We can eat the money. And, again, let Baker move on as well because you made it clear that he's not a contingency for Watson and he doesn't want to be and he shouldn't want to be at this point if the judgment comes down. And it's kind of like I told you so. Like, I was here and he wanted to move on to someone else that may not be available for most of the season. 
Tyreek Hill is as as big of a weapon uh, as as there has been, especially when you uh, team him with a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, right? Those guys just wreaked havoc in the AFC West and uh, and whoever they happen to be up against any given week. How could the Chiefs possibly be as good without him? I mean, I get that the Mahomes is still there and they've still got Kelsey and maybe Hardman steps up. I'm not a... I mean, Smith Schuster, okay, Valdez Scantling, yeah. Uh, they're, 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 they're not uh, the same player as Tyreek Hill. Do the Chiefs take a step back in your mind, Vinny? I think their offense is just going to be a little bit different. We're just not going to have one guy that people are going to look at downfield where you have Patrick Mahomes still. I mean, I mean as great as Tyreek Hill is, we're going to see some differences here playing with Tua Tagovailoa. All of a sudden, the deep balls and the connections are not going to be but they were. So he's going to be different with Patrick Mahomes. So, I mean, you just can't recreate that connection. I mean, it was just uncanny. He was the fastest receiver in the NFL, catching up to the longest passes, and a guy that could uh, throw a ball where he could track down. Or two of us not going to do that. So on this side, Mahomes is going to make those guys around him better. So it's not going to be Marquez Valdez-Scanling. He's not going to put fear in a lot of defenses downfield, but when you have to Worry about Travis Kelsey. You got to worry about Clyde Edwards Zolaire having a bigger role out of the backfield, more what he was supposed to do coming out of LSU. Where you have to worry about Juju Smith Schuster, who's still a very good short area route runner. He's a tough matchup inside. It's going to be different. You're just going to have to worry about different guys in the Chiefs. Interesting to see what kind of role Miko Hardman will have. I think the signs that they got. Juju and uh, MBS in there, and then added uh, Sky more in the draft. Says they like Hardman more in the return role. They want to diversify the passing game with different guys. So you know, they might not be good in, in as good at hitting on deep balls, but they'll have a little bit more diversity and versatility in the offense. And, and Kelsey might see a little bit more work, but I think they have kind of said, "Look, Juju is a guy that." Is that short area guy that can take some pressure off Travis Kelsey? If there's some double teaming happening there, that they're just going to find other guys. So Mahomes is smart enough to figure it out with these receivers. And look, MBS comes from playing with Aaron Rodgers. So Juju Smith-Schuster, when Ben Roethlisberger was on point, still with his arm a few years ago, he was a big target with Antonio Brown. So these guys are not slouches in the passing game. And I think. Better quarterbacks in this league adjust to their weapons, and I think it actually might be an easier adjustment for Mahomes than it is for Hill this season. Started with a quarterback competition. I want to go to an incredibly intriguing one for me. Pittsburgh, of course, Mike Tomlin never had a losing season, and he's got the battle of small hands. Mitchell Trubisky, that was the knockout of him coming out of Carolina. Kenny Pickett, the same thing out of Pitt. Who do you like to get this job, and are you a believer like, I think my partner is over there, that Mitchell Trubisky, he's got a new life in him as he makes his way to Pittsburgh. I, I think I do like keeping the competition open. In general, that's a good philosophy for me. Is don't lock into the veteran. Don't lock into the rookie. You may be surprised with what you learn, good and bad, when you get into camp. So keep it open. Just see who fits in the offense better. See who's going to give you the opportunity to win games. And I, I don't believe this mentality well the Steelers can just get by with a caretaking quarterback that's not going to make mistakes and uh, and help them win. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger tried to be that with his weak arm and it didn't yield the results they're looking for. And people are saying, okay, they made the playoffs and all that, but are they a team that were was dangerous in the playoffs? So that's the thing. It's like I think teams just want to settle for, is this this competent quarterback play or is this going to give me a higher ceiling 
here. So it's really the Steelers weighing that because they're in a very tough division. It is the point just to sneak into the playoffs? You know, and the Bengals, they're there. The Ravens will come back stronger. The Browns look pretty good still if the quarterback situation tilts in their favor here. So I don't know. Like, I think you have to think about both of those things. It's challenging. If the goal is to just get in the tournament and, and have some efficiency there, it might be Trubisky's your guy. But if your goal is to develop your own quarterback faster, be in a position here in 2023 to take control of this, then you might look at uh, Kenny Pickett. So there are a lot of things that the Steelers have to weigh, but ultimately they have to just weigh how both of them are performing in the current state, uh, whether it's uh, Trubisky is coming out of Buffalo backup situation or uh, Kenny Pickett coming out of the pit system, who's going to be the right thing to get the ball in the hands of their playmakers consistently and allow them to make big plays. And I think ultimately it'll come down to that deep ball accuracy, given that Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, some of the speed they have in that defense on that offense. Uh, Vinny, I got two more quick ones for you, both quarterback related. Uh, back to Deshaun Watson. When do you think he plays? Or maybe that's unfair. When, when do you think the NFL will tell us when or if or when he's going to be suspended and for how long? And then um, my second question is it goes back to an article that you wrote. Um, we we finally get futures on you know MVPs those type of things. We've had sports betting for a while, but we haven't been able to bet on MVPs. Uh, we haven't been able to bet on um, anything that's decided by a vote. Right now, that changes July first. I love your choice, your dark horse MVP candidate, Justin Herbert, who I think is one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. So Herbert, why do you like him as a dark horse as far as winning an MVP? And Deshaun Watson, when will Goodell let us know? Yeah, um, I'll start with the MVP first. I mean, Josh Allen is a lot of people's favorites, and for good reason. I think yep. he's got the numbers and, and the team, and they're the favorite right now. But Herbert can put up the numbers as well. I kind of like where he's at in the second year of the offense with Joe Lombardi. I think the weapons are there. I think he's loose here. The bottom line is if the Chargers make the playoffs and they have a double-digit win record, he's going to be in the conversation. I mean, he can carry that offense quite well with his arm and he's played really two strong seasons to start his career. So I think he gets forgotten. I mean, people look at Mahomes and Allen and Burrow and some of the other quarterbacks in this league, but if the Chargers made the playoffs last year and they didn't mess up that Raiders right, game, yeah. I would have been really scared about what they could have done with Herbert in there. So I think he's just a rising star. I think he just gets forgotten there to push that elite level. I think the trendy guy to say is the best quarterback in the league right now is Allen, but Herbert certainly can challenge Mahomes for that level as well. So really comes down to the Chargers. If they can win the division, then Herbert has a re- would have a big part of that and has a really good chance to do that. And Watson, I think they have to tell them about a month ahead of training camp. So it's probably the end of this month. You've got to have some idea if you're the Browns what your plans are going to be. Do we have to give Jacoby Brissett more first-team reps you know, to get ready mm-hmm. and what they have to do with Mayfield, for better or worse, do they have to do a quarterback-for-quarterback swap there and get a contingency with Mayfield? So those are all things that they have to consider. So Browns need time to do so. So I think by the end of this month you'll hear something. And I think as long as there's not more stuff that comes out and maybe that's something that still could happen here, then the the Browns league should have enough to know what's coming. Vinny, we'll get you out on this. We know you're also a big fantasy football player. Looks like right now, as I've started to just peek a little bit forward, getting ready for my drafts coming up later in the summer, Jonathan Taylor, he's a consensus number one pick. Vinny, 
You got the number two pick in your draft, and it's tonight. You got to get it in. Who is the second player off the board in your mind as we look towards fantasy football? Yeah, that's totally putting me on the spot here, but uh, I'll think about it. I'm still doing the research to see who's the ideal number two, but here's a guy that I think, and it's a little bit of a local line here, Dalvin Cook, I think, can have a monster mm-hmm. year, yep. and here's why. Because I think they're going to find different ways to yep. use him as a receiver. I don't think they've tapped into that enough. So I love the blocking scheme and the thing that they're going to do with Kevin O'Connell, that offense is be more dynamic. They're if you're looking for a guy that can that can punch through that glorious place of the 20 touchdowns combined, I think he's a guy. He's been knocking the door. He always misses a game or two, but I think this is the year. Watch out for Dalvin Cook. Uh, will you have your primers up, Vinny, uh, in, in advance of fantasy football draft season at SportingNews.com? Yeah, we will at some point. And don't forget, uh, I'm also on the Lockdown Network and Lockdown Fantasy Football. That's so true, yeah. We're going through all 32 teams as we speak, so we'll get through all 32 teams here between June and July before training camp starts there. So do a little preview of the biggest questions facing each team. And uh, not to uh, tie it into anything that I've talked about before, but the next team up will be the Vikings. So mm. we'll address that question. How good can Dalvin Cook be? in the Kevin O'Connell offense. Good stuff, Vinny. Thanks for doing this, as always. Uh, enjoy uh, kind of the calm before the storm as we started to, to talk about the beginning here because it's about to ratchet up, my friend. Thank you, Vinny. Well, thanks, guys. Have a good one. Yep, you do the same. Vinny Iyer, Sporting News Lockdown. Locked on podcast. Locked so it's on a podcast, podcast yep. network, uh, about 200 different podcasts, all the professional teams, a lot of college teams out there. And he's been doing this for a while. Yeah, he is their fantasy football guy. Yeah. So every day during the week, Monday through Friday, he does a – 20, 25, 30-minute podcast about fantasy football. He's going through the teams right now, and he's hitting the NFC North. Uh, it was last week he had the Bears and the Lions. Yesterday it was the Packers. So if you're a fantasy football player, Vinny does a great job with that. The Locked On Podcast Network. All right, we'll take a timeout. Uh, again, if you missed it earlier, the keywords are back. The keyword in the 10 o'clock hour at kxno.com was credit. Credit kxno.com. Another one coming up in about a half an hour. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.shin.net. Earlier, so. Welcome back, 106.3 KXNO, Miller and Condick, Nick Mick, NCMIC, asks us to promote local farmers markets. There's one actually starting in five minutes here this morning, the Capital Complex Farmers Market, every Tuesday through the final Tuesday in September from 11 to 1. That's at the uh, Capital Complex. Tuesdays, Capital Complex Farmers Markets, 11 to 1 Tuesday, including two days starting uh, in five minutes. Trent, WHO13.com published a piece from um, concerning parents and uh, unruly parents causing issues at youth baseball games. It's certainly uh, nothing new. It seems to be exacerbated as of late. The weekend of June the 10th, 17 parents were ejected from games that were run by Central Iowa Sports, which is an outfit that gets the uh, umpires. Look, I I think it's pretty – no, it's not simple. My thought would be – and I'm anxious to hear if you think that there's any there's any chance that this might um, might make a difference or not. I think you have to – Point out the parents. You have to have the coaches buy in first. Mm-hmm. But not only do you eject the parents, the game's off. If you're if there's parents kicked out, the game your son or mm-hmm. daughter's game is canceled. Yes. That's it. 
the coaches where the coaches have to buy in just because there's no umpires, oh, I'll get behind the plate and do the game. No, Man. no, you can't do that. If you're going to get control of this, if little Johnny or Julie's game is canceled because mom and dad making fools of themselves, call, call the game. I, I love that idea. I absolutely love it because for all these stories, how and, many times- and, let, and let the other kids on the team know and the parents, mm-hmm. it's that guy up there in the yellow shirt. Right, and right. that's why that, that's why that this game is being called. Do it. I understand. Yes, there are officials, umpires with short fuses. I get that. Sure. Shut up. Right. It's as simple as this. These are people making peanuts. They are out there on hot days working. Do you think they really give a crap who wins Slugger's B squad against the C team of the Wildcats? They don't care. Right. They are out there calling the game and doing the best of their abilities. Are there young people trying to learn? Absolutely. Are there old people that are just trying to make a buck? Yes. They are out there, though, to try to just do the best that they and can. And a lot of them, Trent, have been out there for decades. Absolutely. And sweating. Because they love to do it. And they love working with the kids. And they mm-hmm. love helping grow the game. Whatever sport that it is. You wonder why Wake people up. aren't signing up to do this? Mm-hmm. Whether it be basketball, whether it be baseball, whether it be whatever sport. You're the reason, Mom and Dad. Mm-hmm. 99% of the, uh, 90% of the time, you're the reason. Uh, that, that, that they're not getting the um, numbers out to do this. And Game's we, off. We continue to hear generations, oh, these young kids. It's not the kids. No. It's you. Right. It's you that are your making these problems. Your career's over. Yes. Right. You, you're it's not the, living vicariously through your kids. Well, they are. Well, they are, but you shouldn't be. Your kid's mm-hmm. not getting a scholarship. Your kid's mm-hmm. not going to the pros, right? He's, he's not going to look after mom and dad and buy you a new house. No, you got to keep working. And guess what? That ring that your kid's going to get for the... Four level four U triple SA. That's not going to be the difference between him going to Miami no. or having to slum it and have to play in the Summit League. That's not going to be the difference. No, it's going to be packed away in a tub yes. at some point, and you'll forget about that. You know that participation trophy. Call the game. Get them out of there. Call the game. Point I love out that. why it is. The coaches have to buy in because you can't continue the game without umpires. And the coaches also have to tell every parent before the season begins. Mm-hmm. This is a no tolerance policy. If you're yelling at an umpire, even yes, they will miss calls. Doing a high school game last night, umpire had a huge strike zone. Okay, right. it was a huge strike zone, and yeah, there was some belly aching, but it never went over that line. And it's crazy because I, as many high school games as I call, have you heard me come in once and say no? <laughs> a, no. A, play, a parent went over and got into it with the umpire. I don't. It's such a rarity. Right. Now, we're talking be, about the high school level. These are guys that right. are getting closer. Absolutely. And we're talking about D1 kids and kids that might be drafted. And it doesn't happen there, yet it happens in eight-year-old baseball. Mm-hmm. Kicking mom and dad out of the game, that's not enough. That's not enough. Forfeit. You have to take it another step forward. Forfeit the game. Love Call the, the game. Idea. It's a great idea. Don't get to play anymore. Because what are your best? What are your best? Why, thank you, Trent. Yes. See, I uh, I thought, uh, what's the guy's name, the, the coach? Oh, no. <laughs> Minnesota Timberwolves? <laughs> yeah. I don't even remember his name. Skippy, or I don't know his name, anyways. Um, didn't work out well. No, it didn't. But I've had, had some good ones, not so much. All right, hour number two. We will uh, kick it off. We're going to do a lot of college football. We're going to do a lot of college football in hour number two. We'll start with the Big 12. Get or Start with the Big 10, rather. Get into the Big 12. Mitch Sherman from The Athletic kicks off the hour. Uh, Matt Postens from Heartland College Sports of the Big 12. So Big 10, Big 12 conversation dominates hour two next. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.